Acts chapter 2. We're going to do 15-20 minutes on one of the greatest chapters in the entire Bible. Acts chapter 2. While you're all vigorously turning there, I'm going to write on the whiteboard what we are all about as a church. We are all about C-G-I. C-G-I. C is for connect or connection. Connection or connect if you prefer the verb form. Connection with God and one another. It's number one. Really huge deal. You guys do, from what I am observing, you guys are doing this really, really well. From what I can see of connecting with one another, that's like, that's a pretty strong point for us. Because it's in the name, you know? You don't come to a face-to-face church if you don't want to have relationships with other people. So I feel like that's, obviously we can continue to grow in that, but I feel like it's a pretty strong point. But it's a really, really big deal. Connecting with him, it's you know vertical and horizontal. If you got this going, you're doing good. But if you got this without this, you're going to get wacky. If you have the, the vertical connection with God without the connection to the body, you may it's unhealthy and unbalanced. And if you've got this, the connection with the body without the connection to God, then what's the point? Right? Yeah. And then number two, or G, is grow or growth. We'll just keep the consistent with the forms here. Connection, growth in your personal, your walk with God. I love, I like when people grow personally and uh, in their careers and in their like personal, you know, well-being and fitness and like good, good things like that. And that's part of, part of life. But this, I'm really talking about growing in your walk with God. Like, it's all part of your walk with God, but like really growing as a disciple. You know, Jesus said, go and make disciples. If you're not a disciple, I'm talking about discipleship here. I'm talking about growing in your relationship with Jesus. That, and like keeping, reminding, sometimes we need to remind ourselves that that's actually the most important thing, is growing in following him. That's what it's all about, is him, following him. Connection, growth, and impact. Say impact. Impact. Yeah. Action, growth, and impact. Where we make a difference. Um, we make a difference in the here and now. Jesus said to pray for his kingdom to come on earth as it is in heaven. So this is where we actually impact the people around us. The world around us. The heaven. The earth becomes more like heaven. By the time I'm done with my life, Earth will be a bit, a little bit more like heaven, because I poured out my life for to make an impact. Yeah. It's the calling for everybody. So connection, growth, and impact. So I just wanted to have those words in front of you as we look at Acts chapter two. God's plan in Christ was always to bring impact to the world through the church. Yeah, and when He died and was resurrected. And ascended, he told the disciples to wait for the promise of the Father, to wait for the Holy Spirit, and then they would go and be witnesses to him. And so Acts chapter 2 is the birth of the church. It is such an amazing chapter. So I'm going to summarize the first 41 verses really quickly. 120 were waiting for the Holy Spirit. They're waiting in the upper room. They're praying. These guys that could not get along somehow managed 
to last 10 days waiting on the Holy Spirit together. All right, they were waiting, and then he came. Holy Spirit came with wind and fire. And they spoke with other tongues, so that those who were visiting Jerusalem heard them declaring the mighty deeds of God in their own language. You guys remember? The sound like a mighty rushing wind shook shook the place. Tongues of fire rested on them. And then they all started babbling in tongues, but the people could each hear them in their own language. Wow. And then this is great. Some of the onlookers glorified God. They continued in amazement and great perplexity, saying to one another, what does this mean? They were amazed. They're like, wow, they're speaking the mighty deeds of God in our own language. This is awesome. But others were mocking and saying they're drunk with wine. Welcome to the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. This is what always happens. Some will glorify God for what he's doing and some will mock because it looks different than what they're used to or what they thought the outpouring of the Spirit should look like. That's just how it went right at the beginning and that's just kind of how it is with outpouring of the Spirit. So when you really embrace Holy Spirit, do in me whatever you want to do. You know, set me on fire. You might look weird if you're set on fire. If you ever thought about that, if like an actual tongue of fire was resting on your head, you'd probably probably be making some actions going on, you know. And you might look like a moron to people with the untrained eye, you know, or to people that have that don't have the same hunger for encounter. Yeah. So it's always a great idea to be willing to embrace looking like a fool in the name of encountering God. You don't need to try to look like a fool, though. So don't, don't be like, oh, I'm going to just, as long as I look like an idiot, you know, that probably means I'm encountering the Holy Spirit, you know, and I'm shaking and I'm trembling and just, you know, you never have to make that happen. If the Holy Spirit wants to do that, he will do it, just don't resist. Peter stands up and explains what's going on. He cites Joel chapter 2. Says in the last days God's going to pour out His Spirit on all flesh, and there will be prophecy, dreams, visions, signs, and wonders. Interestingly, Peter says in the last days He's going to pour God's going to pour out His Spirit on all mankind, and that was two thousand years ago. That's a topic for another time. This is a really long last days if this that's still going on. Yeah. Yep, we'll get back to that in six months. <laughs> Peter stands up preaches the good news that Jesus was the coming Messiah and he's the Lord and the Christ. And the audience is cut to the heart and they ask how to be saved. 3,000 of them turn to Jesus and are baptized and added to the church. Some of those 3,000 were involved in crucifying Jesus just not that long before. It's incredible to think that Peter, who denied Christ, when he was on his way to being crucified, after one encounter with the Holy Spirit, stands up and preaches with such boldness and anointing and conviction that even those who crucified Jesus, or who were at least affirming that he should be crucified, they turned to Jesus at Peter's preaching. The one who was cowering in fear, saying, I don't know him, then stands up in front of those very people who would possibly were around when he was denying Christ, and they give their heart to Jesus. Who they can't even see. Jesus is gone. He's in heaven. They can't even see him. And they choose to give their life to him. 
wow, what kind of fire was on that preaching? I mean, what kind of like supernatural grace was on him? And it was all just one encounter. Totally transformed him. Love that. That means there's hope for me. Right? I might be one encounter away from standing and preaching and seeing 3,000 people get saved. Yeah? You might be one encounter away from having the boldness to lay hands on somebody that's sick and you've never done it before and you see them heal. Yep. That's good. That's not the message for today. This was the church on day one. This is day one. This is when the church church came out of the womb and 3,000 people come into the kingdom on day one. Day one. Church is a baby. Church is an infant lying on the wherever, the birthing, in the birthing room, whatever. Yeah, anyways. Church is small. Church is immature. This is the church in immaturity. They see 3,000 people get saved. Wow. I think we're supposed to go from glory to glory. Right? I think, you know, what would the world be like if the church had grown in maturity, steady from then on? Wow. Wow. We would live in a different world than we do right now. So I want to focus in on verses 42 to 47. 42 to 47. The church is born, preached with power. They don't yet have the completed scriptures, obviously, because they weren't written yet. But just after their encounter, what I want to um, focus in on for the next five or ten minutes is how they lived. After that encounter, what was the church like right out of the gate with just the fresh encounter with the Holy Spirit and their relationship with one another to work with? Yeah, no church buildings, no completed scriptures, no millions of Christian books, CDs, and MP3s. No blogs, no memes. Yep, no hashtag stuff Jesus never said. None of that. Okay, so verse 42. So we'll start with verse 41 because this that verse is awesome. So then, those who had received his word were baptized, and that day there were added about 3,000 souls. Wow. About. Well, they lost track after 2,999. They were like, eh, let's just round it off here. Okay, verse 42. They were continually devoting themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship, to the breaking of bread, and to prayer. Everyone kept feeling a sense of awe, and many wonders and signs were taking place through the apostles. And all those who had believed were together and had all things in common. They began selling their property and possessions and were sharing them with all, as anyone might have need. Day by day, continuing with one mind in the temple... And breaking bread from house to house, they were taking their meals together with gladness and sincerity of heart, praising God and having favor with all the people. Now wait for this. And the Lord was adding to their number day by day those who were being saved. Wow. That last sentence just rocked me this week. And the Lord was adding to their number day by day those who were being saved. That's impact. Yeah. Day by day, the Lord was adding people coming to Jesus. Um, 
And so I was just considering what is like the quality of their life together that caused people to continually want to join themselves to Jesus and to his body. You know, we don't, not a lot of people present day have a great image of the Christian church. A lot of people inside and outside the church have that perception of the church. And they're not, in, some, in a lot of ways, they're not wrong. You know, churches have treated people poorly a lot of times. But this, this church, baby church, church on day one, was praising God and had favor with all the people. What if we actually had favor with those outside the church? What if they looked at us and were like, wow, you guys are awesome. What do you have going on? I need to come check it out. When's your next meal? Oh, tonight. We eat together pretty much every day. Let me tell you which house we're at tonight. Let's get together. You can see what life's all about in our, in our little family. And then people visited. You know, I'm kind of, you know, having a little artistic license here, but people visited and said, ah, oh, these people love each other. These people love God. Wow. And my, I was missing a leg, and it, it grew out when they prayed for me. I'm in. What do I need to do? What do I need to do to be saved? Where do I sign? And they're like, in the baptismal tank, let's go. You ready? It's a new life, it's a new day. And bam, day by day, day by day, everyone, verse 43, everyone is feeling a sense of awe. Wow, that's awesome. We don't even, that's awesome, no, no pun intended. That's amazing. Everyone's feeling a sense of awe as they get around this new creation. Jesus is called out once, the church. Feeling a sense of awe. Oh, wow, that's. I can't even get near these people. I can't keep my sickness anywhere near them. Because it just gets off me when I get close to them. My, I was depressed and I was hearing voices, and now, wow, I have clear. My brain, my head just feels good around this, these people. Whoa, this is amazing. They're amazed. Many wonders and signs taking place through the apostles. And it wasn't just the apostles. Obviously, if you read on through Acts, there's non-apostles doing signs and wonders too. It's incredible. So I just want you to get this. I, don't, I just want to paint a picture of what was life like on day one when they saw 3,000 people get saved and what was life like when day by day people are being added. What's it like? And these three, connection, growth, and impact, they're all in there. They were continually devoting themselves to the apostles' teaching. They were devoted to growth. They were listening to what their leadership was teaching them and embracing it. They were growing. They were devoted to the apostles' teaching. Yeah? And to fellowship. The connection thing is all the way through this. Breaking of bread. Those who had believed, they had all things in common, and they sold property to share as anyone would have need. Wow. Like, they loved each other so much that they couldn't allow someone in their community to have a need go unmet. 
they just couldn't they just couldn't handle it. They're like, man, this person, whatever, fill in the blank, whatever need, and they just okay. I have extra of this. I'm going to sell it and take care of that person's need. This is how they lived. I'm not suggesting that we all move in together in a commune and share all of our possessions. Not suggesting that, but there was a heart of like, oh, you don't have enough. I have more than enough. Let me help. You know, and I've seen you guys do that a lot. So um, that's awesome. Verse forty-six. Day by day, continuing with one mind. Wow. <laughs> one With one mind. These people were of like mind and like-hearted, continuing together. That's like foreign language to modern church. You know, how many times has the church split yeah. over, you know, the centuries? It's a lot of times. It's true. They were taking their meals together with gladness and sincerity of heart. They ate together and they liked it. You know, they didn't just do it because the church was forcing them to be in a small group. They actually, like, really, really loved each other and loved being together. Mm, This is the quality of life that they led individually and as a community that was irresistible. So I'm dreaming of a group of people so in love with God and one another that those outside can't resist being a part. I'm envisioning a family of people that love God passionately and love each other so much and love anybody that comes across their path unreservedly. So much, with signs and wonders, regularly. So much that the Lord was adding to their number day by day, those who were being saved. I want to look back, and I want to look back in a year or two years and say, look, look at all the people. Day by, it seemed like day by day, people were coming to give their life to Jesus and be a part of the family. Wow. And we have the liberty to create that here. To create one little expression of that amongst many other wonderful churches and in partnership with other churches. We'll never have unity among the churches if we don't have unity in our own one church. Side note there. you know, Churches need to work together. Churches need to work together. Yeah, they do. How about we get the people in one church to actually like being around each other and like working together. You know, that'll be a start. <laughs> so I'm dreaming. What what um the Lord was adding to the I don't know, that ah, meditate on that last part of that verse. The Lord was adding to their number day by day those who are being saved. Because it's our inheritance as the church. It's our birthright. It happened on day one of the church being born, and it's our it continues to be our inheritance. Yeah, and that's we want to see society changed. How about day by day the Lord adds to our number those who are being saved? One person at a time being changed. One person, one person, one person. Encountering Jesus. I still think 
I still believe in good old fashioned like salvation. Before you die, <laughs> I believe that's a really good idea to give your life to Jesus before you die. I don't. Okay, just leave it there. I still believe that if you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, you'll be saved. And that's a really good idea to do that before you cross over. Okay? And that there should be some some urgency on that. Like, I think we should be at rest, but also, real, again, realize we have an assignment on the planet. So, how do we cultivate... I'm not even going to answer this question. I'm just going to give you the question. How do we cultivate a life as a community of people that becomes irresistible to those outside. What does that look like? And I would invite you to just dream with me about that. Just dream with me about that. What does it look like? What does God want to create among us that will draw people day by day? And I'm not talking about people from other churches. I would like some more people from other churches that want to be a part of launching this as a, as a church, but ultimately, I want people that they're unchurched. You know, they don't know Jesus yet. Maybe they used to. Maybe they never did. But that we could actually look back and say, wow, I was a part of something. That each of you could look back and say, man, when I was a part of face-to-face church, like, I was a part of something that actually impacted people. People have a relationship with Jesus that didn't before. Because I was a part. I was a part of something. You know? I don't have the whole how-to of that, but I'm after why, and I'm after just the heart, like, to get our hearts beating in that direction of impact. Yeah? So dream with me, please. Send me your dreams and visions. Okay? Pretty okay. good? I will pray for that. If that seems to be the thing to do, I'll be done. God, thank you. Thank you for the opportunity. Thank you that you said, Jesus, that you would build your church and the gates of hell would not prevail against it. And thank you that there's nothing that can stop us from advancing the kingdom in our lives and through and in just whatever our lives look like, God. That um, there's nothing that can hold back the light. No amount of darkness can keep the light back from advancing. So lead us. Lead us in that Holy Spirit. Jesus, lead us in just partnering with you for this, God. In Jesus' name. Amen.